This week on the BEMCAST, let us be your strength. Let us be your warriors. Eight wheels, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey! BAMFCAST. BAMFCAST. Episode 342. Numbers. <laughs> yep. Why do you do that? I don't know. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFCAST is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it in the first half, then at the very end we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks and robot jocks. <laughs> robot. Heck yes, robot jocks. However, there are bad, bad movies. Stay away. They're getting negative sliding scale. One to five bags as douchebags after Twilight. Yeah, Ooh, don't like it. Gross. Not one bit. So, guys, Skate Timber. <laughs> yeah. Still happening. Yeah. This one brings us 1991's Prayer of the Roller Boys. Right. Um, it's an yeah. interesting title. Yeah. yeah. Um, recommended to us over a year ago. It was. Yeah. Uh, so let's get a plot summary out of the way and uh, talk more about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Set in an unspecified time in the future, USA has declined and become a country of violence and racial prejudice. Griffin earns his living delivering pizzas while he tries to take care of his little brother. An old friend of his, Gary Lee, is the leader of a gang with big ambitions, the Roller Boys. Gary joins them to help the police keep track of the gang. Hmm. Yeah, uh, wait, wait. Uh, Just uh, under, okay. undercover is essentially what they're trying to yeah. say. Yeah, right. it's got. Uh, what Bam- was that last line? Gary joins them to help the police keep track of the gang. No, Gary's the leader of yeah. the Roller Boys. Oh, you're yeah, right. They yeah. lied. Oh. So technically, he does join them. Griffin. But, uh, I think it meant to say Griffin. Okay. Griffin. It's very confusing. Griffin, played by Banff Castellum Corey Haim. Right. Uh-huh. Of Watchers fame. <laughs> His <laughs> most famous role Watchers. Watchers. Right. Yes. He is ours. And award winning actress Patricia Arquette mm-hmm. plays kind of his girlfriend. She's cop. The only female with a speaking role in this movie. She's they're the inverse uh, characters from uh, Point Break. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is very Point Breaky. It was by the writers of Point Break. Well, that oh well, that makes sense then. Written (laughs) writers and directors, not directors, obviously, because Catherine Bigelow did uh, Point Break, but both of those guys co-wrote the director and the writer of this movie. Okay. This feels like a test run for Point Break. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It really, really does. Huh. That's weird, because I was having that vibe throughout this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. I just... I, I saw you the parallel. did not know that they had a writer. <laughs> well, I just... You know, I saw the parallels. Yeah. But yes, that is uh, pretty clear. It also has Jacob from Lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's been on... Mark Pellegrino. Yeah, he's been in a few other movies. Yeah. He was in uh, that that Parking Garage movie. Parking Garage movie? Yeah. Did, did we watch this parking garage? What the heck was the parking garage? Uh, it was the one with all the people in it where nothing happened. <laughs> the the well. one with all the people in it. That <laughs> parking garage. Movie. I know he was in the Big cross. Lebowski as one of. Was oh, he, in cross? Cross? Jesus. Was, cross. he was not in Cross, was Jesus he? Cross. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I thought he was in Cross. That just seemed like a movie he'd be in since all those people were in it. No. He's not in Cross? No. I'm sorry. (laughs) Why did you make me think about Cross, Chuck? I don't know. Now I'm going to be all Cross the rest of the episode. My apologies. I don't know. I should have done my research. (laughs) Yeah. Click on that link online. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You do that. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, 
But yeah. So, <sighs> distant future of we're not sure when. Mm-hmm. It's after a something has happened. <laughs> An apocalypse of some sort where they killed all the parents. Yeah. They, all the kids rose up and murdered parents. It's, it's It came out in 91. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It weirdly echoes a lot of things people are saying right now politically. At least the first... In, like in, in the, this is what's going to happen in the extreme thing. Yeah. Like, uh, basically, all of the parents spent all the money and the kids have nothing left. And then everyone moved everything overseas, so no one in the U.S. has any money left anymore. Including, including they moved the entirety of Cambridge, Massachusetts to <laughs> yeah. well, just Harvard. Just oh, was Harvard. it just yeah. Harvard? They okay. rebuilt Harvard brick by brick for brick. Brick for brick. Rebuilt it in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they have this in a news broadcast at some point early In Hiroshima, on. Japan, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's they, ballsy. That's yeah. where they said they put it. Yeah. Hey also, man, also I mean, fitting. Listen, <laughs> living well is the best revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they living got Harvard from us yeah. in this world. Also, uh, uh, Germany bought Poland. Yes. Yes, there is a point where Germany <laughs> bought Poland. Yeah. Yep. Just outright like cash or I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Gold. But mm-hmm. so there's a lot of world building stuff in this, mm-hmm. yet it's never really explained particularly well. But it is like we are introduced fairly early on to to the leader of the Roller Boys. Yes. Uh, God, now what's his name? Gary Lee. Mm-hmm. They always call him by his two names. Gary Lee. Gary Lee. Who's on a news broadcast in front of an American flag. Basically saying how there's only one way to make America a better place. Or you might say to make it great again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is for... All of the white people to be awesome well, and do to be, well. To be fair, the, the speech started off, and I thought the Roller Boys were going to be like this cool ass gang that he was going to join. Yeah, it was only like a minute or two in when it was like, so the white army. And I'm like, hey, hold on, did he? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it was just like it was so in passing. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if it was specifically like supposed to be racist though. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, he I basically may have blamed some... everyone else who was not a white American yeah. for all of the problems, okay, and, right. including parents. Yes, <laughs> anyone that was not young and white mm-hmm. was okay, a piece I of must, crap. I must have, according to this guy, yeah. somehow missed that. Maybe yeah. I just like I see somebody talking in front of a American flag vigorously, and I just mm-hmm. tune out. Think, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it at first I I was like you I was like when he said that I was like oh it's, is this like a white hat thing like we're the good guys right. but then it was like ah no this is uh, these guys ew. yeah and it's kind of it's also in the beginning it's set up the way he's presenting it it's like we're the underdog we're the resistance we're gonna mm-hmm. rise up also yes but no no you quickly <laughs> learn this guy fucking owns the town mm-hmm. yes they have they have started a new mafia game essentially yes. yeah you know, shakedown for protection. Mm-hmm. And they have foreign investments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, like they're I, well diversified. Again, during the speech, I was like, when he was like the white army, I was like, okay, do they mean like good, like yeah. you know, white? As you were saying, like white hat. Yeah. And then it was like, then he gets into like you know, that completely this, changes this the tone. Alien of the movie nation, for me something. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, wait mm-hmm. a second. He's talking about out. Okay, Ferner. this is racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the no, aliens no have come in it. and <laughs> they've taken everything that belonged to right. us. Yes, I believe was right pretty close to the way he phrased it yeah i just like, he did say the alien race and it, it right. for that half second i'm like wait a minute Beep, boop, like yeah. actual aliens? aliens yeah what but no. no he was talking about not white people right yeah so so yeah yeah because like later they're like saying like all uh 
Mexico has sent back all these American workers who had gone down <laughs> yeah. to work and they've been shipped <laughs> back, yep. to back to San Diego. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yep. yeah, America got weird. Mm-hmm. So this is like post-Trump election. Kind of. You know, then Trump's, you know, step for children. Able, he wasn't <laughs> able to fix it. Him. And this is what happened, yeah. man. And his kids formed a rollerblade gang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the beach. Yeah, roller rollerblades are back. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get around. Yeah, because we're, we're introduced to Griffin. Just mm-hmm. He's basically just roller rollerblading around a an old skate park. Yeah. And uh, he gets to work, and he has to work as a pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. with his younger brother, who is a terrible child actor. Milty. Named Milty. Milty. Uncle Milty. Yeah. But no. th- this kid is, like, I- I'm pretty sure he was hired... So it looked like Corey Haim was a good actor. It did Just help. like by comparison. It you know, it's like when you bring the ugly friend to the club with you yeah. and you're like, hey, I'm looking good, right? Yeah. And Wait, yeah. Is th- that why you get invited to clubs? No. Shit. No. <laughs> no. I meant the, the other ugly friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, but that's. <laughs> that makes me feel so That's why better. we bring Chuck, remember? Oh. Aww. He just doesn't get to go on the rides. <laughs> I'm too short. <laughs> too short. No. See, but, uh, but no, this kid's terrible. Like, like right off the bat. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yes. Not good. Makes Corey Haim incredibly tolerable mm-hmm. throughout yes. the movie. And taller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that helps too. But uh, yeah, so they're they're just going out doing pizza deliveries. And, and this is so this is probably 10, 12 minutes into it. And everything Despite the the rambling racist bullshit that we heard, everything seems all right. Like buildings are not, you know, it's not bombed out New yeah. York. Everyone's clothed in their weird, like I'm a th- I'm a themed person, part of this mm-hmm. group thing. Well, yeah, it's the first two times we see Patricia Arquette. She's just kind of like like hanging out at like the market and stuff, and yeah. we just kind of see her in the background. And the first time she's wearing like a weird sailor outfit, mm-hmm. like. She has a theme, like every day. She's, yeah. yeah, it's some new theme. But yeah, but, she's in rollerblades. Yes, whenever she's going of around course. this area. But it's when he goes to start delivering pizzas that we first get a, a hint of the world might be a little shittier mm-hmm. because, like, he's driving this beat up van that's got you know. Well, before he even gets in, no, I know what I'm yeah. saying. I was they're loading up this van okay, yeah. to deliver, and his his boss is handing him the pizzas and then hands him this gun. Yeah, basically. a big shotgun. Yeah, and he's just basically like, "Don't let anything happen to the van." If anybody attacks you, yeah. you fucking kill him. Right. Fuck him. And stay away from street poon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was very specific about yes. avoiding the street poon. Right. It's very important. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the first thing where it's just basically like, yeah, if anyone fucks with you, kill him. Yeah. So it's like, all right. Welcome to America, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the van's got like, like not chicken wire, but like the thicker grating yeah. stuff over all the windows. Yeah. And, all the light. Anything glass is protected. Yeah. So. But and then he goes to the homeless camp. Uh-huh. To deliver a pizza. To the guards. Yeah. And the guards are very much like, what are you? State your business. Yeah. You know, it's very totalitarian. They, they know what he's there for. Yeah, he's the pizza. Yeah, he's, being, he's wearing a striped yes. pizza delivery guy outfit. Mm-hmm. And a straw hat. Uh, he could yeah. also be in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. somewhere around there. But it's weird because his pizza delivery outfit is red and white stripes. And under his dumb hat, he's wearing a, a star blue star bandana. So he's basically mm-hmm. dressed as the American flag through mm-hmm. most of this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he delivers pizza to the guards. His dumb younger brother sneaks a piece of pizza to a, a street urchin. Girl. Yeah, <laughs> the guards are like some hey, of that some of that street poon. Yeah, exactly. And the guards are like, "Get away from there!" And he's like, "No, no, we got this. We'll, we'll yeah. go." So, 
And yeah, then, but that's kind of the extent of like the government as you can as you see it in this movie. They're running camps. That's yeah. really that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, well, because we, we meet the police. I mean, yeah, we meet the police, yeah. but they don't seem to be handling anything well. No, the way they're presented in this. They're just, they're really just the same as they are in any other movie, just Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by (laughs) By crime. crime. It's by all that street poon. It just comes in in waves. Strewn, as we like to call it. But they're, they're driving back in the van and it's just everywhere. There's this house that's on fire Mm -hmm. and they're just like, shit, house is on fire. Corey Haim's like, get out. Yeah. And they see two guys run away from the fire. So there's been some, some shenanigans. Yeah. Chicanery. Yeah. And there's a guy in there banging at the window, but he can't get out because it's got bars on the window because, you know, it's a shitty crime hole that everyone lives in. And so Corey Ham's like, I got this and tells the the brother to get out and then just backs the van up through the house mm-hmm. to let the guy. Oh, yeah. The guy's at the window going, hey, man. Yeah. And then it looks like basically he runs this guy over through the side of the it, building. <laughs> yeah, it does look like that. Uh, but you know, he gets that, he throws him into the back of the van and then they escape through the front and they, that guy, yeah, they don't bother like trying to drive the van out. They just mm. kind of no, it's no. Like the use it as a tunnel. Van's fucked. <laughs> yeah. And the kid and the guy looks back at him kind of wide eyed. Yeah. Like, well, and Corey Haim kind of nods at him and then the guy takes off Yeah, and then the cops come and arrest Corey Haim. Right. You son of a bitch. You yeah. missed dealer. Yeah. <laughs> and also the guy who owns the pizza van yes. shows up eventually while he's being questioned by the police and attacks him screaming at him mm-hmm. about ruining his fucking van. Well, the cop runs actual defense yeah. <laughs> between between the two of them. It's like, no, you can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is our introduction to the cops who are just like, you're in the vicinity of drugs. You're obviously a shitbird. Yeah. Yeah, and they've shown, like, when they were driving by the little brother, like, when they're driving through the slums, the little brother's like, man, is everybody on mist here? Because mm-hmm. they very lovingly show a shot of mist going into this guy's... It looks like a, something they wear, like, the oxygen mask. Yeah. And they feed something through the tube that looks like blue glowing liquid. It's just the liquid in a glow stick that they're yeah. pumping through some <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. some tube. It's not as cool as Nuke from Robocop oh, 2. No. But, you know, whatever. You got your future drug of choice, Mist, mm-hmm. which is just inhaling this fucking toxic goo <laughs> right into your face. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so everyone's on this drug. Yeah. And, but yeah, so he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Is basically out of jail immediately. Yeah. And he's rollerblading through a parking garage. Yeah. And that's when the roller boys synchron- <laughs> synchronized appearance. <laughs> they all yep. like single file out from around this corner. And then they fan out Ugh. in formation. So good. And synchronize skate up to him to where then the leader does a little spin stop. And he's just like, so what's up, Griffin? It's like it's <laughs> it's amazing in that it's supposed to be like, oh, shit, yeah. here they are. Like, yeah. oh, it's on now. Yeah. And but it's more he, like he legit does the move that um, that Chris Tucker does in the fifth element when he walks up. Mm-hmm. He's just like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, I was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just it's presented as like, oh, these guys are fucking business. Yeah, it's and like yet, the guys in Thrashing last week when they come up over the hill. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, it's them. But you look at it now and go, <laughs> 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 it's so great. Yeah. But yeah, Gary Lee is just like Griffin. Hey, how's it going? Heard you were back. Mm-hmm. Remember when we were eight? Yeah, we I'm going to to each other. I'm going to expositionize right now. Yeah. Here's all of our backstory. Mm-hmm. Corey Ames is like, yep, yep. Yeah, your drunk father's gone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My parents are gone. Mm-hmm. How are you going to help your little brother yeah. get by? Don't you want to be one of us? Yeah. Griffin's like, eh. 
Griffin doesn't even answer him. He just mm-hmm. turns around and rollers blades away. Yeah. Well, so. he makes the one guy come out. He makes uh, Bullwinkle come out and thank him for <laughs> saving him from the from the fire. Yeah. He does it like he's being forced to, uh-huh. which oh, starts yeah. this like, weird like trend of... Bullwinkle, don't you have something to say? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, thank you very much, Griffin. And it's this trend throughout the entire movie where Bullwinkle just fucking hates him. It's like, you're alive because of that guy. And he's just like, I'm going to fucking murder him next mm-hmm. time yeah. I see him. Well, I was like, why? <laughs> it's, it's, he did jealous. not understand life debt. He thought he was in debt yes, and yeah. that it's, he had to kill. It's the only way to get yeah. out of yeah, right, <laughs> the yeah. life debt. Yeah. Well, and he's it's also jealous <laughs> that that this guy just is that Griffin's his favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm. That Gary Lee's just like, man, Griffin, you're the best. Yes, Come on, join us. Please. Professional I'm jealousy. begging you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, why did he get promoted? Yeah. Not me. Uh, why did he get promoted? Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a very yeah, good Bullwinkle impression. Sorry. But immediately Gary Lee starts in on the, uh, on the younger brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, being a world boy is pretty awesome. Maybe when you grow up, you can join us, you know, Help, kids you, totally help your brother it. out. Yeah. yeah. And the kid is just like, man, roller boys fucking rule. Yeah. This would be the greatest. Yeah. So, but of course, Graham's like, we can't do it like that. It's, you don't want to get involved in that. It's bad news. Yeah. And he takes the chain that Gary Lee had given him mm-hmm. and throws it on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's like, just get rid of that. You don't want that. So immediately the kid picks it up. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I totally want this. Yeah. So next day at work, you know, he's, <laughs> the boss gives gives Corey Haim like a stack of 20 pizzas and he's like, yeah, only about 5,000 more of these to go and you'll pay me off. Yeah, and he's strapping him to just the shittiest moped. Just like, yeah. good luck delivering these 80 yeah. pizzas. Yeah, you may as well rollerblade to yeah. deliver them. I own you for the next 15 years. Yeah, but um, but yeah, then suddenly the brother and one of the roller boys roll up in a, a Pontiac Dustbuster van <laughs> from the late 80s. <laughs> yep. And he's like, hey. It's so good. It's so bad. Oh, yeah, they're the best. But he's just like, hey, check this out. Look, look at this. This thing's got like 45 square feet of windshield. Mm-hmm. You like that? <laughs> and the pizza guy's like, yeah. And Corey Haim's like, how'd you get this? Yeah. And he's like, and, you know, on the roller boy, rolls out. He's like, hey, man, glad we could help. Yeah. Anything for our friends. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Corey Haim's not pleased at all. No. No, he's basically just like, all right, you got your van. Bye. Yeah. You know, we're done here. <laughs> Yeah. And quits. Bah. Um, and then, well, like the little brothers basically like run off and join the gang. He, Pretty Because I think he goes looking for him. And it, does that is that what leads him to the uh, merry-go-round? Yeah, fair party or whatever. Yeah. Party. Yeah, it's the it's one of the is is it Gary Lee's birthday? Because he's sitting in a throne the entire time. <laughs> I think he's just the fucking man. Yeah, okay. I think this yeah. was just another day of the week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They had you know taken over this fair or whatever because they're having this party around this merry-go-round, which yeah. is. Includes lots of topless women. There's some mud yeah. wrestling. Mermaids. Some mermaid ladies. Yeah. Yep. Dope fucking cake. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For you, it Popping was the best day of, of your life. Yeah. For Gary Lee, it was just a Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but he gets an, another hard sell again. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, man. Check this. Check this out. Yeah. This is like. And the little brother is sitting at the top of a slide <laughs> that leads into a mud wrestling ring where yeah. two chicks in like those weird like the Borat bikini mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> you yeah. know, that that's like the big V that comes down the front. They're wrestling like crazy in front of him. And he's like, this is the best day. <laughs> he's, well, eventually he's Ever. like, I'm going in <laughs> yeah. until that's when you know, Griffin runs up and grabs him. And was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. He's yep. like, no, nah, man, I'm one of them. And that's of course when uh, Gary Lee and everybody show up and like, Hey Griffin, mm-hmm. you here to join us now? Totally going to be one of us, right? He's like, uh, 
he doesn't even answer. He just kind of yeah, he just turns leaves. and walks away. Right. Yeah. And but, this, but he leaves his brother because he runs outside and runs into Patricia, or he sees Patricia Arquette. Yeah. inside the the thing, mm-hmm. and like they have, and he'd already met up with her earlier. Yeah, that for some reason she keeps just like molesting him and being like, "You got any mist?" Yeah, right. everyone knows you got the mist, and because well, she thinks he's one of the roller boys, right? Yeah, and then she's just like, "Well, what is it a lie that you guys don't have the mist?" Mm-hmm. But this is like the weirdest turn of interaction because like he kind of gra- doesn't he kind of grab her as he's like going outside and yeah, like drags is, her down the street for this, a bit this is kind of like hey we're five feet away from the party let's fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like wait <laughs> yeah because there's this whole uh, this whole thing he like grabs her and they kiss mm-hmm. awkwardly and sh- she doesn't really seem into it and he grabs her <laughs> underwear pulls it down and then it's yeah, just I like got your underwear do anything for mist yeah you? and he's like yeah. you don't know me and mm-hmm. throws it in her face and like turns around and leaves and it's like uh what the hell was all that and it was really just like it was his version of I'm gonna get back at you for accusing me of being a mist dealer yeah. you know kind of thing but it's it, like it, it was it, it fucking comes out of nowhere it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's weird she kind of like she kind of had come on to him and he's like all you're trying to do is is get the mist that's yeah, what right. he's that's what he's proven is she's just a dope fiend mm-hmm. he's the guy who would go on a reality show and he'd be there for all the right reasons. <laughs> Yeah, he's not oh, there to be friends. He, yeah, he's, he's there to he's be America's next top model. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but he has his principles. He's there for the right reasons. Right. And the right reasons are not dealing mist and apparently being poor and shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So he's off to write his new hit song, Alone in His Principles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, like, he gets dragged into the, like, the two undercover cops grab him at some point mm-hmm. and are just... Or no, okay, so he leaves, right, he leaves her, Mm -hmm. and then rollerblades into Whore Alley or something, where it's just little circus tents of of ladies of the night presenting their wares, and in the back are these two, like, 1940s detectives, like, just doing weird banter with each other, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, eh, get that guy, fuck that guy, Yeah, there's a roller pud. Roller pud, get him. And so they they chase to get him. Yeah, they pull guns on him, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm out. Yeah. And that's he gets all the way to the front of Whore Alley, and that's when the detective from the burning house Mm -hmm. shows up and says, all right, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. So there's a scene in a hallway where everyone's just shoving each other around for a good 45 seconds or so. Finally, you get to the meat of the scene, which is the captain detective, whoever this guy is, sits Corey Haim down and just basically like, you know, you sh- you should maybe work for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you're, you're kind of closer than anyone else we know. Yeah. Uh, and your brother's already in, so yeah. you might as well. Don't you want to like get him out and stuff? Yeah. He has like basically no bargaining chips because he's just like, you, you should work for us because mm-hmm. you don't, your brother and stuff. And he's yeah. like, well, maybe. Maybe I'll do it if you can like provide relocation. He's like, I can't even pay my cops for full salary. <laughs> yeah, much your <laughs> relocation is really expensive. Yeah. And but halfway through the scene, it cuts to the same scene, but someone is watching it on television, mm-hmm. and then it pulls out, and you see that guy talking to Patricia Arquette, who you find out is a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And she is now to work him into getting him to do this. Sure, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But then he goes he. He does something else before he agrees to go in, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. I don't even remember what it is. I don't know, but he he ends up he ends up with them on their initiation run, mm-hmm. basically. Or he, yeah. he, he whatever, no, I actually know what it is. He goes he goes somewhere. He finds his brother dealing, basically, and is like, "What? The, oh, that's what right. the Shit, are you doing?" He immediately is like, "Wait, that cop yeah, said be, my my brother's doing this. Let me go see." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he totally yeah." So is. he finds his brother dealing and. 
as as he's basically like yelling at his brother and he's like and the brother's like but look money right lots of money yeah. we don't have any of this <laughs> pizzas don't sell yeah. yeah we live in a tent behind this other guy's house because yeah. we didn't even talk about him but they they live behind this guy named speedbagger's Speedbag. house mm-hmm. Because I yeah. guess he's a former boxer. Also, I, BMF Cast alum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Julius. Julius. Julius Harris. Harris. Yeah. yeah. He was in Live and Let Die. Yep. Yeah. It's Tihi from Little, Live right. and Let Die. Yeah. Um, Many black exploitation movies. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that like the the Bay City Rollers show up and start shotgunning everyone at this restaurant for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <basically. laughs> well, apparently it's the B thirteen. Okay. Whatever. Which I'm assuming it was their homeless camp. No, that was not roof. white people rested. Gotcha. Because it's like I think there's there's like a Hispanic guy, there's a there's a Asian guy, and then yeah. I believe there's a black guy there too. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, we got them all covered now, yes. so now they're trying to they're trying to kill the white guys that are evil. Yeah, and they roll up in a sweet truck that's just spray oh, painted. Yeah. It's got jaws on the front of it, and it's just like, yeah. you know, cool. So but, they but, they chase. Corey Haim and his brother into an alley. Yeah, after blowing away two roller boys who were there. Yeah. Because you can always tell a roller boy, because we haven't even discussed their outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where they're basically wearing Doc Brown's trench coat mm-hmm. and like kind of like a white suit underneath with like a black t shirt. I thought it was like a vest. Was it like a maybe? Know, yeah. Like a bun, maybe. Yeah, because I think they had suspenders and. Yeah. But they're on these roller blades wearing basically like these giant white kind of trench coats, but kind of not. Mm hmm. But yeah, but that's that's like their uniform. They always have it. And that's why it's weird that everyone keeps acting like Corey Haim is a roller boy because he's never wearing it because he's never wearing one. It's like they make it very clear. Like if you're in, you get the jacket oh, yeah. and the sweet dragon crucifix thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That the that's the way the movie starts is right. they the cross shows up with the sweet dragon drawn around it. And mm-hmm. that's their sweet ass logo. Yeah. But a couple of those guys get blasted mm-hmm. by the uh, by the gang in the truck. Yep. And then they chase. Corey Haim and his brother down the street until they're backed up in an alley. Mm-hmm. They're going to straight up murder Corey Haim. Yeah. They're just like, they got the drop on him. It's time to murder Corey Haim. Yep. And then that's when Bullwinkle shows up out of nowhere and <laughs> yeah, behind him and <laughs> yes. shoots them both in the head uh-huh. and is like, man, check me out. I'm awesome. They yeah. never even heard me. Yeah. I don't know why I got saved him. you though. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, now we're even. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that does set up why he's just pissed at him the rest of the movie because <sighs> he's just like, I saved no. your life. So we're done. But yeah, now come with me. <laughs> no. Well, no, they, they leave, and that's when he goes back to the cops. But, like, they take the brother with them. And oh, that's Corey right. Haim yeah, won't okay. go with them. Yeah, and he's like, But the okay. little brother's like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, he's like, I'm in. Yeah. I'll do it. And yeah. like, find the kitchen. Yeah, they, they set him up for a whole bunch of, like, long-term shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like, okay, that house that burned, that was where they were making the, the mist. Mm-hmm. Find the new place where they're making the mist. Yeah. And call us. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah but it, everything they they ask him to do Corey Haynes me like that'll take me months yeah and, and they're it, like he just well, walks into every fucking oh thing yeah it because, takes him like two days yeah because he, <laughs> he he goes back to gary lee basically and he's just like i yeah i'm in let's do this and he's like okay cool <laughs> mm-hmm. we got this little initiation Finally. we need you to do uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drag you out to this secure location well yeah basically they're gonna make them like roller skate water ski behind this truck yeah and then we're gonna launch you yeah <laughs> into launch, this facility la- launch three of you into this facility uh avoid all the gunfire and all the security grab mm-hmm. us a badge and, and whoever gets out first on the other side is the only one that gets a ride home no mm-hmm. one else is coming back mm-hmm. yep so and that basically happens i mean yeah they get launched in there one guy's immediately gunned down right oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then they skate 
out of the range of the bullets, I guess, because yes. they go just that little bit too far that bullets don't reach. The bullets just yeah. they fall down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the guys shoot the ground near them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this should be a giant stunt spectacular because these guards are on dirt bikes and four-wheelers. and It should. And it's not. It's just... It's, One guy pops out of like a box on a dirt bike. He's like, I've been waiting for this and starts chasing yeah. Corey Haim and he wipes out just taking a corner. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. There's no reason for it to happen. He's just like, oh, shit, and wipes out. It feels like one of those scenes that like they storyboarded. I mean, this is low. This this doesn't feel like something that they storyboarded very thoroughly, but it feels like a thing where we're like, all right, we're going to do this. And it's yeah. storyboarded out. And then they got on set and shot it. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it wasn't supposed to look like this, right. you know, because there's like no sense of speed to it. No, there's no sense of geography to it. There's mm-hmm. just like, it's like, and you look at it and you're just like, yeah, they'd be shot like 35 times by now. Mm-hmm. But like the, these guards have had ample time to line them up and shoot them. But no. it just, it drags on until they finally get to like, he, he sees some girl in a doorway and he's just like, oh, hey, nice security got here and grabs her badge. Yes. And like, then rollerblades are not fast in the open, yeah. like in an open area. There's no way to, to be make downhill. Them, you have to be downhill or you have to be going through like, you know, tight corridors or, or yep. something that's just filled with objects for them to zoom by. Because mm-hmm. when you're in a giant warehouse or in a giant industrial park, it just it looks lonely and slow out there. Yep. So there's there's no way to make that look mm-hmm. good. Yep. Yeah. Well, they learned that. Well, maybe with fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, he but, uh, yeah. Eventually, they get near the end, and the other guy's still there. He's like, "Hey, fucker!" And they're <laughs> kind of like, not even like roller derby. Watching roller derby, you're gonna see better like swinging and hitting each other. Yeah, they're kind of bumping just each watching other, but... any roller derby match mm-hmm. on yeah. Earth. And these guys are just like, uh, yeah. And the guy's swinging like five feet over Corey Haim's head because he's like three foot two. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> on on rollerblades, <laughs> you'd think they take this a little more serious since they saw the one guy get gunned down. But they seem like they don't know they're playing for keeps. Yeah. Like, no, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I'll just skate home if I don't get the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. so they're they're racing towards the gate to get out, and they're the, the roller boys are standing there with a rocket launcher, mm-hmm. and they blow up the gate. And Corey Haim makes it over the wreckage of the gate, and the other guy doesn't. Yeah. And so Corey Haim gets in the van. He's like, Whew. and Gary Lee's like, "Yeah, you made it. I was hoping you would. This guy didn't. Blam." Yeah. <laughs> Guns the guy down. Yeah. And Corey Haim realizes, "Oh, we were just a distraction because you got a you stole these guns crate full of guns now." <laughs> yep. And he's like, "Here's your badge." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, he's great. like, oh, cool, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Throws it out the window. Yeah. And then this this is basically when they have the induction ceremony. Because mm-hmm. he's in. Oh yeah. So yeah, we in come out there to this like, I I don't know what this area is. I don't know either. It, it's it, it's just this kind of sun. It it looks like the same place they were. He was skating around at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just this sunken in. It looks like oh, everything that place. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like another Venice Beach skate yeah. skating place, but just like a, a reservoir that no one uses or something yeah. like that. It's it's. Mm-hmm. There's graffiti yeah. all over everything, and everyone is lined up. Yeah, but there's graffiti of him. Yeah, uh, of Gary Lee on the wall behind, like behind it with a big, big thing that goes across. It says, "The future is ours," mm-hmm. which is what one of the things they're all chanting as yeah. Corey Haim's coming out. Yeah. Um, to which they, yeah, there's a ceremony. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and Gary Lee just gives a speech like, "Yeah, he's gonna be a warrior for you. He's yeah. gonna take everything back, and you know." 
he does he he throws out one like hooray for white people thing and they cut to Corey Haim who's just like ah yeah. shit <laughs> perhaps I do not agree with this part but there's all these little kids in the audience who are just stoked yeah and they're, they're all doing this thing that we had seen them do earlier where they kind of like hold their fists out in front of them but yeah. like with their elbows out too it's almost like I got fucking no dukes, but uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's that without the. Without well, it the looks like movement. what you do, like if you were going to give somebody the double bird, you'd probably be in that stance, <laughs> yes. but they're just kind of standing there with yeah. their fists up. And that becomes their greeting throughout this yeah. whole movie, yeah. which sometimes it's done casually and looks ridiculous. Most of the time it's done with one gun cocked up and then you have to add the other fist right. without yeah, the gun. They're usually just standing there. <laughs> it's yep. like, oh, you, hi, all right. But yeah, eventually they're all chanting, Griffin, Griffin, Griffin. Yeah. He's like, all right. Yeah, I guess I'm in. Yeah. I guess this, this, uh, yeah. this should be more awesome, but these guys are white supremacists and I still like Speedbagger. So this isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. but... Speedbagger wants nothing to do with him, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as he gets a code. Yeah. Well, Speedbagger walks up on him after they've been distributing, uh, I believe, sweets and and Roller Boys comic books. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was dipping out soup. That's what it was. It was like super stewed. (laughs) Comics. Stewed comics. Yeah. Come get your. But, like, man, the kids are like, Roller Boys comics. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's Mark Pellegrino. The the character's name is Bango. Bango. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you got to get him early, man. Yeah. In front of these kids' faces. He's just like, you got to hook them early. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they go back to the, the pizza place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they, they shake, shake down. down the, <laughs> yeah. Corey Haim gets to shake down his old boss. Mm-hmm. So it's just this quick little montage of just day to day roller boy operations. Mm-hmm. And then Corey Haim sees Patricia Arquette. Uh, she's dressed as a cowgirl now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she kind of rollerblades by and she's like, come on. Well, she kind of pins him up against the wall and is like, He's like he's kind of looking at her like really with this outfit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she just kind of pins him up against the wall and then shows her her, her badge. Yeah, he's like that's not real, and she's like shut your face. Yes, it is. Yeah. And now you're gonna do my bidding, idiot. Mm-hmm. And he's like wait, hold on, <laughs> you're part of the ah. And then um, Gary Lee has rolled up mm-hmm. and is watching them. So Corey Hayman has to pretend like they're just rolled up in a car. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Just, well, just and, clarify, and yeah. she's and she's the one who's like, "All right, we got to make this convincing." Right. You you really need to find the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Corey Ham's like, "Okay, I'll do it." I, I, I can't. Think she the, I think she the, the kissing yeah. convincing. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but he's but when she says you got to find the kitchen, he's like, "I, I just got it's going to take months to find that place. Exactly. Who knows? I, I may never find it." Yeah. And so, <laughs> so Gary Lee calls him over and is just basically like, "You tap that yet?" And he's like, "Nah." And he's like, "Okay, we need to make you some money." Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, and then he takes him to, he goes, well, where are we going? He goes, we're going to heaven. Yeah. And <laughs> he drives them to, to their big, uh, their operation on the docks mm-hmm. where he's like, he has freighters, yes. like, like little freight. And he's like, yeah, soon then we're going to get those things working. He's like, and then, we haven't learned how to drive them yet, but give us a few weeks. Yeah. We'll yeah. start. We bought the shipyards. Things. We just don't know how to drive. Yeah. The because we've seen him like, we, he made a deal with like a, a Japanese businessman mm-hmm. earlier. And mm-hmm. it's just like. He's this asshole dressed like this, yep. and he's like 20 years old, yet he's making all these high, expensive deals with oh, yeah. foreign power. He also drives him by the power plant. It's like, yeah, we're going to get that up and working so we have reliable power. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they take him into the compound, and then it's just like, okay, come with me. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to believe this thing. And it's like, okay, here's our kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which has to be open with his handprint. Yes. Mm-hmm. With specifically Gary Lee's handprint. Only his only. handprint. That never comes up in an interesting way. Nope. nope. 
You figure, okay, someone's going to cut that dude's hand off to get in there. No, it never comes up. No, the cops end up at, at the end just like blowing Blasting, the door open. Yeah. yeah. But so it's basically this RV with a whole bunch of cool tech in it, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like, okay, we're going to get you checked out and rated, you know, so you can cook. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Bango's got him in a chair and he's just pushing him through showing him all the stuff mm-hmm. and he's just making weird noises as he oh. stops at each, each piece it, of equipment it's almost the super troopers meow yeah every time he stops i'm like meow here yeah. we go <laughs> 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 yes so it's a pretty smart setup for yeah. whatever drug it is they're making mm-hmm. yeah you put a little this powder in this powder in this powder in it runs through here kill switch down there to release the acid yeah acid will burn everything all the evidence yeah lawyers will take over after that it's pretty sweet Bada bing, bada boom. Here's a stack of cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you're allowed to say thanks. Yeah. You in? Yeah. <laughs> e- easiest walkthrough of missed ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he only had to pull like five levers. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, he's there. He's in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> he's exactly. He's got the information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess because it's in this compound. Yeah. He's like, there's no way to get close to it. Yeah. And, and apparently like. He feels like he has to be the one on duty so that they can bust it. He, there's he, he seems to when when they when they press him about it, he's like, yeah, well, I, I've been there, but you know, I don't know. I, I think the thing is like he's got to, it's got to be out in the wild somewhere. Well, I yeah. think they're, I think he probably off camera explained the whole kill switch thing, and it's like you need to be the one inside there so no one can push the switch. Uh, okay, because okay. if they push the switch, yeah. we ain't got anything on that. That does make sense. Yeah. The but self-destruct yeah. switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is this the point where he goes home and finds uh, his younger brother is high on mist? Yeah. He's been given an RV to live in. Oh, which, yeah. Which he's yeah. parked outside of Speedbagger's house. Thought, well, did that happen after he hooked up with Patricia Arquette for reals? Or one? Well, no, no, no. They didn't actually mm-hmm. hook up. It yeah, was this was right after he got the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. He got the kitchen and he had enough to buy the RV. Yeah. Because at first I thought he was driving the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I thought he just parked that outside of Speedbagger's yeah, house. Right. <laughs> but no, because he, sh- he shows up and Speedbagger's like, get out of here and yeah, he's, he's like, like but i got you a present leave. he's like i don't want your racist bullshit yeah <laughs> you you go now yeah and so yeah he goes inside and he's like oh speed baggers we got to move and the kid's like wow man that's fantastic yeah <laughs> he's like are you fucked up <laughs> i love that the kid is just like like they've done everything they can to make this kid look high as fuck yeah he's pale as and, shit and like and if anybody goes if anybody's gonna know what somebody looks like high as fuck it's Corey haynes exactly yeah. but, but he's, he's just like, the last he's like to know. is there something wrong with you brother you feeling all right yeah. he's stomach like, bug hey kid you a method actor <laughs> yeah would you like to be a methadone actor <laughs> a methan actor god yeah so he's like oh shake the drugs out of you mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah but he's he's not happy about this at all. No. He's like, you got to get off this shit. Yeah, if they find out, because mm-hmm. it's against the rules, mm-hmm. and they find out. Yeah, they find out basically immediately. Yeah, because Gary Lee slaps the shit out of this kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, well, you but, broke the rules. Well, because like, Corey Ames, like, yeah, he's, he's getting in, he's getting high on his own supply. He's like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. Takes him aside. Well, well it, it isn't even that. Like, they bring one of the, uh, I think it's Bullwinkle. Probably. Brings the brother up and is like, yeah, see? Yeah. Kid failed his fucking drug test. Yeah. And he's so I'm like, sure he was right outside yeah. peeking in the window. Yeah, and immediately Griffin is is like, all right, I'll take care of it. And Gary Lee like walks up that second. He's like, nah, yeah, no, you're not taking care of shit. Mm-hmm. And God, yeah, he, I love how he smacks the shit out of that kid. I'm sorry. Yeah. That kid needed it. But the best part is he smacks the shit out of him and then hugs him. He's like, yeah, just 
you know, you can't be doing this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you're never going to get in. Because mm-hmm. we, because you know the rules, man. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, and that's the point where you're just kind of like, you're a racist asshole, but you kind of get it. But then he's like, nah, but you're still terrible. Yeah. But they give him every once in a while, they give him just like that small minuscule moment of being not a piece of shit, mm-hmm. but he's still a piece of shit. Yes, Sadly. very much so. Yeah. Sadly, he reverts back to form very quickly. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, Corey Hayman and Patricia Arquette hook up for realsies. Well, well, he goes to check yeah. in like he's complaining about the brother being, you know, he's like the brother's on drugs and our dad is gone. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to go down the same road our dad did. And I don't know what to do. And she's but like very he, sympathetic. And he yells it at the kid, too. He's like, you're just like dad. And he's yeah. like. Dad was an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. I'm on drugs. That's <laughs> totally missed. different. Well, so I'm thinking like, I think we did. I think the first time with Patricia Arquette did happen before this. Okay. Because he goes over there and basically she throws it back in his face. The same thing he did to her outside mm-hmm. the merry-go-round club. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. They the cops almost are, have the sex. The cops are listening in and they're like betting on whether, yeah. you know, betting on whether he's going to bed her or not. Right. And um, she's like care take off your underpants and then she throws them in her face and like you don't know me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i think should be a thing that everybody does to somebody at one point yeah. just take someone else's underpants off throw them in their yeah. face and say mm-hmm. you don't know me yeah it's not <laughs> my purse i don't know you right but yeah and, and, and it's, you, that's mm-hmm. the end of that scene basically but then he goes back there and they they do they do have yeah because over time he, he checks back <laughs> in and he's also been trying to go back to speed bagger and be like listen man it's not what you think yeah and at one point, like, Bullwinkle kind of sees them talking. He's like, the shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, he, he, try, he tries to talk. And Speedbagger's just like, you know, I don't care, man. Like, I don't hate you. I don't hate anybody because it's not worth hating people. But mm-hmm. you better look at your life. You yeah. better change your life, bro. Get with yeah. God, bro. Yeah. But, but the next morning after they hook up, uh, there's a knock at the door. You can hear she's in the shower. Corey Haim can hear she's in the shower. Yep. But he's like, maybe he's no, never taken a shower this is before. Not it. No? This is a bit after that, right after he sees them with, with Speedbagger, uh-huh. that's when they go and they're like, all right, we don't think you're in on this, Corey Haim. Oh, okay. All right. We don't think you, you're committed. Yeah, to this. you're not you're right, yeah, really yeah, you're you right. don't seem committed yeah. enough. So hey, we're gonna we're gonna beat up a dude. Yeah. Come beat up they're a like, dude with us. Yeah, it's the weird it's a really weird heart to heart he has with Gary Lee who just shows up yeah. and, and he's like, Man, you know, like Everyone's kind of questioning, like, you're in now. Like, you're in forever. Mm-hmm. You're not. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And and it's like a 30-second scene yet, but then it leads to them all skating around this dude with a bag over his head and mm-hmm. just beating the shit out of him. Right. And Corey Haim joining in. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they pull the bag off and, oh, no, it's Speedbagger because, yeah. of course, it was Speedbagger. Right. And Corey Haim's like, this is wrong. Yeah. Well, Bullwinkle's holding his head. Yeah. And... Uses some choice words about mm-hmm. Speedbagger and mm-hmm. Corey Haim's like, no, you don't touch him or I'll kill you. Well, also, yeah. the, also the little brother was watching and it's yes. just like, yeah. what did you do? No. Yeah. yeah. And but, Gary but, Lee's but he, basically like, hey, you, you respect your friends. I, I could dig that. Yeah. Yeah. But they <laughs> leave him. And I thought. No, but he goes, you just can't can't have those friends. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they all leave him. Yeah. And that's when the brother is like, you did this. Why did you do this? And it's like, you little shit. It yeah. was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was you all yeah. along. Yeah. I mean, you, not you this mist. direct act, but we're here because of your dumbass. Yep, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so they're with him in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? and they're just like, "Well, shit." 
And then he tells the brother, he's like, he tells the brother, he's like, just go home. Yeah. Just leave here. And he's like, they're going to find us, man. They're going to find us. Once you're in, you're in. You can't leave. <laughs> so he sends him home. Let's think about that for a minute. Uh-huh. Yeah. He wanted that kid dead. Yep. He didn't like him. Well. But yeah, that's when he goes to Patricia Arquette's. And okay. They really have the sex. Yes, yes. they have the sex with right. each other. Right. Yeah, and then and that's when, knock at the door, <laughs> Corey Haim wakes up and is like, door. And she's like, I'm in the shower. You're closer. Yeah. Get the door. <laughs> yep. And, and of course, it's Bullwinkle comes busting in. Yeah. And it's just like, the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and like her badge is sitting on the on the table in plain sight, but he doesn't notice yeah. it. Until Undercover like, cop. Yeah. Right. Until like, leaves her badge on the table. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, he's just kind of yelling at me like, oh, I, I, I don't even know what he's yelling at them for. It's just like. I can't believe you had the sex. And then he's like, leans over. He's like, what is this yeah. badge? You <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you. Mad at him for having a soft spot for, for Speedbagger also. I thought they'd resolve that. I mean, you know, but I it's mean, Bullwinkle. He's a dick. Sure, yeah. Yes. He's no. got a major motor, murder boner. For, right. For, for the guy him. that saved him. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, just in the last second, the other cops bust in and, and shoot him. You know. Well, well yeah, well, well he, he's got, he's giving a whole spiel. He's like, oh, pigs, I'm going to kill you. He's, he's like, like, I knew it. You I were fucking cops. Yeah, I can't believe Gary Lee wanted yeah. you to be his, his right-hand man. And he's doing the idiotic, I'm going to savor the fuck out of this. You yeah. get down on your knees and I'm going to, oh, man, this is going to be so yeah. good. And one cop comes in the front door, like, yeah. behind him, and he immediately grabs Patricia Arquette. And mm-hmm. He's like, I'll kill her. And the other cop sneaks in behind him. And he's like... Hey, wait a minute. I recognize you from... And then the other cop shoots him in the head. Yep. Mm-hmm. From behind. And Patricia Arquette loses her shit immediately. She's like, ah! <laughs> Despite being a cop. Yeah. Well, I mean... Still. I don't think cops are usually put in that situation no. where... Yeah, where somebody's shot in the head right next to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not a day-to-day. No, yeah. she's immediately Part like, of the academy. I am out and runs off to the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're like, okay, Corey Haim, look. Yeah. And then the other cops show up, like yeah. like the detective and his his guys, and he's like... What was he talking about before they shot him? Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. He was just crazy roller boy. <laughs> and then, you know how they are. And I love that the detective's just like, ah, fuck. We'll yeah. just dump him somewhere. Dump him by B-13. Mm-hmm. Don't blame them. Yeah. And that's that's when Gary Lee shows up again mm-hmm. to confront uh, Corey Heyman in his RV. Mm-hmm. He's just basically like, so uh, you seen Bullwinkle? <laughs> and Corey yeah. Heyman's like, no, not really. Yeah. He's like, that's weird, because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know anything about that, dude. And he's like, eh. He's like, eh, he was never really that bright, was yeah. he? No, he's kind of an idiot. And he's like, do you know why he'd go by B-13 by himself? It's like, boy, that seems like a dumb move to do that, doesn't it? Pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, but, we're going to need then, you to take his shift. Yeah. At, yeah. At yeah. The, the, after basically kicking him out of the group, they're like, yeah. well, yeah, I guess we need you back. Yeah. Why don't you cook for us? You're on the clock. Yeah. Here, our most important thing that we do, let's just bring you back to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we're going to pair you up with uh, Jacob from Lost. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bang- Bango? You and Bango. 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 Perhaps they had a plan for Bango to beat the tar out of him later. That's what I, I first thought. I, yeah, except for it As becomes it party out. time inside the fucking you know, Dude, party bus there. I swear. Bango was trying to get him high so he could get him to... Maybe. Oh. Yeah. But this is the best scene in the movie. The Bango, oh, easily. Bango bus? Is, well, <laughs> Bango... Did, like, well, they, oh, Jesus Christ. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and, but uh, they, they bring Corey Haim to, to the... To we'll the, never get advertised. Yeah. <laughs> they we bring Corey Haim to the lab. <laughs> no. they, they bring Corey Haim to the lab, and, and he's like, I can it's do it myself. And yeah. Bango's like, nah, nah, you need help. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm here. Yeah. We ain't got nothing I'm to here. do for eight hours. Yep. And so it's just this montage of, like, cooking the drugs 
and them chatting. Yeah, but and Bango, Mark Pellegrino like, being weird. Oh, like, like he <laughs> he just struts into this movie and fucking takes over. Yep, like he know he gets one hundred and fifty percent out of every second he's on screen during this scene. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. like he yank, like he gets in and he just starts dancing. He's like, yeah, we're ready. Mm-hmm. And Corey Haim's like, I gotta be locked in here with you, man. Yeah. And he's like, whoo, let's do this. Pulls out a beer, starts drinking it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's, it's a breakfast of champions. Yeah. This is great stuff. He just dis- disposes throws of the it into the acid. Into the acid. Right. At, at some point in this, he, he, uh, Let's it on the well. Corey Haim finds the bag with like the the scrolling cro- crossbones, you know, mm-hmm. poison lo- logo on, it. and he's like, what's this? "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a secret ingredient." Uh, mm-hmm. You know, basically, I'm going to explain to you that the pass the rope thing or wait for the rope. Yeah, the day of the rope. Day of the rope is something that's been brought up right. a few times. The other thing is, the cops want him to do is figure out what that means. Yeah, yeah. So and day of the rope. Essentially, and he tells him it's like, well, people that get hooked on this, aka the minorities, mm-hmm. are going to go sterile. So pretty we're, much we're going to win this war. He's eventually. Like, he's it makes like, a whole lot more sense now that I've picked up the yeah. white supremacy lead. Yeah. Well, he mm-hmm. says it's Gary Lee's, um, you know, experiment. And then he calls it the final solution where it's just like, OK, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. We, we've got your allegory now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfectly clear. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and, and he and he's like, well, my brother's been using that shit. And he's like, well, yeah. You probably better get him off it. Yeah, he's only done it a couple times. Maybe don't do it anymore. He yeah. might be okay. But like, this is intercut with like the kids coming up to the 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 van to like deposit their money mm-hmm. and get more drugs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and Bongo's Bango's telling them like, um, you know, how the, you give a little extra to the cute ones. You know. <laughs> yeah, they like, do better. Yes. What? Um. So yeah, it's a great scene. It's it's just a montage of of making drugs, and, and he's also like rolling around in the wheelchair yes. for a lot of it. Yeah, just because. And at one point, like you hear a mousetrap snap, mm-hmm. and, and he p- and he picks it up, and it's just like, well, that went quick, and then just takes it over to the vat of acid, just like, oh no, no, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like easy disposal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but he is milking like, every second of yeah, the like, center. I can't stress enough how great he is in this scene. Yeah, but. Yep cops show up yeah eventually because he's told the cops he's called them and said he's called the two crooked ones mm-hmm. because Which we don't his, know yet yeah but, those are his contacts yeah but but it's been hinted at yes. thus far but he's, he calls them he's like noon like i'll be in there right and i think that's why he was planning on being the only one there yeah because also like during this entire montage is those two guys sneaking up through the compound mm-hmm. knocking out mm-hmm. roller boys and stuff like yeah. that and they finally get to the thing and basically just bang on the door and are like griffin we're here yeah we're coming in yeah and, and and that's when Mark Pellegrino, because just before that, <laughs> Griffin had asked him, he's like, really, what do you think of Gary Lee? Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I'd fucking die for that yeah, guy, I'd, man. I'd fucking. See, he's, the, <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, yeah. Any hole he wants, man. Right. It's his. Yeah. And just, I mean, like, just like that, that, at that very moment, the cops knock. Yeah. And he's, he just um, turns around, just like, you son of a bitch. Well, yeah, was backed up and is, is wielding a pipe. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, man, Bango just. <laughs> like, like, just like a metal happen, pipe, not a, just, not a crack like, pipe. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> yes. is going to go hard. Yeah, if, if, take if, it. And he's like, like, I care. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, kid. Yep. And he gets hit. He gets cracked in the face. He gets hit at least pipe. three times before he's just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still just pissed. Yeah. And there's a good one where Corey Haim, like, grabs, you know, does the whole, I'm going to grab something above me and kick you. Mm-hmm. And he just grabs his legs and fucking slams him into the floor, like, on his back. Yep. And it's one that all of us were like, ah! <laughs> ah! Yeah. 
Um, and I figured like his face was going in the acid or something. Like, yeah, they were yeah. Dump that dude's head in there. I but, guess they just didn't have the budget for that. But no, the cops just break in through the secure door. Well, they, yeah, like, yeah, blow it open. Yeah, yeah, they blow it open and immediately shoot him in the chest. Yeah, like, and it's like, oh, yep. But then, we were, but then immediately they're like, all right, well, we're rich. We're gonna take care of him too. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, we're rich cops. And mm-hmm. he's always he goes like, well, I thought you were cops. cops. Yeah. Yeah, rich, rich cops. cops. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course he pieces together. It's like you're the one that set fire to the mist house. And they're like, yeah, yeah, good thinking, kid. Now see you later. Yeah. And then Patricia Arquette comes in and blasts those blasts, two fuckers yeah. away. with the other with the other cops. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, thank God. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> the other cops just like, yeah, I didn't trust those guys. There's some shady about them. Yeah. So, oh, well. Yep. He's, oh, he says something like, good. I hate going to court. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good line, too. <laughs> he's like, you killed him. He's like, yeah, yeah I hate going to court. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, they take Corey Haim out and they let him put on his rollerblades because now he mm-hmm. is rollerblading away from the kitchen and they're all just they're leaving. And this is basically when uh, Gary Lee and the rest of the roller boys show up on the other side of this police barricade. Mm-hmm. And they've got the little brother. Yeah. And this just immediately becomes, you know, that standoff thing where they're just like, OK, the cops are all like, nope, we can't yeah, do anything. We don't negotiate. Yeah. And the kid's like, negotiate, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how how much the the kid is basically the catalyst for this entire plot. Mm-hmm. And then turns into just the biggest, oh, save me, save me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or this is all your fault. It's like, no, you little shitbag. Yeah. yeah, you're a it's piece of crap. Kid. You. <laughs> yeah. So it just immediately there's a fracas because people are getting shot mm-hmm. and everyone's rollerblading everywhere. Um, one dude's going to come over a hood at somebody and Patricia Arquette shotguns that dude to where his momentum stops. Oh, yeah. And he, he goes flying He gets backwards. yanked by a wire yes, hard. But, man, that's... It looks awesome. <laughs> it does look pretty cool. It always it, looks awesome. It's never not fun. Yep. Uh, and this this is just... Yeah, I mean, there's a shootout for a little while. A lot of dudes getting blasted off of things and all the roller boys getting knocked mm-hmm. off their wheels. But then it's but, just a rollerblade chase. Yeah, Corey Haim somehow takes off and is getting chased by Gary Lee. Mm-hmm. And there's a long sequence of him just kind of sneaking around and hiding behind stuff. And then they both run upstairs on rollerblades. Yeah. Which is impressive. Incredibly impressive. Like, <laughs> I wonder how many bones they broke trying to pull that off. Yeah. It's- so they, they're at on that like, speed. It's hard. Yes. Yeah. But they're on like the second floor of a warehouse and then they go rollerblading down. Mm-hmm. It's jumps and stunts and everything. And eventually they get into one place where, um, Gary Lee shuts the door. Yeah, like a roll door. Yeah, and he's just shouting, just shouting Griffin over Griffin. and over. Yeah. And so this leads to a little bit more of a chase where there's a pole mm-hmm. in this room. And like BJ said, <laughs> Griffin, being chased, grabs this pole and fucking 619's <laughs> Gary Lee just God, he spins that dude. around and drop kicks him in the face with his rollerblades. Oh. And then that's... The end of it, basically. The 619 is a finishing move for Ray Mysterio. <laughs> right. Just... <laughs> so. Um, well, no, he kicks him and then just takes off again and keeps getting shot at. No, I thought that was that was pretty much the end of it. That was like the finishing move of this, because that's when he uh, he drops the gun. Okay. And he picks up the gun and, you know, is well, holding it on him. Yeah, that's right. Because the brother, yeah. the brother skates up. with the Yeah, because I mean, it was right. a long chase. There was lots of bullets that's being right, fired. That's and everything, right. But yeah, the brother brings a gun. 
And he's like, yeah, blow his head off. Yeah, do it. Murder him. him. <laughs> you know, and because it's that movie, yeah. Corey Haim's like, eh, it's not worth it. But yeah, and at- we've seen earlier Gary Lee when he's when when they t- they took out a camp yes. at some point in yes. the middle of the movie and mm-hmm. there's one dude like he just the, he straight up stabs this guy in the nuts yes mm-hmm. like just yanks this this knife out and stabs this dude in the dick mm-hmm. right in the roller balls yeah <laughs> yes it's yeah ugh, it's the worst yeah but so. so we see him start going for that knife again and mm-hmm. he's standing in the exact same position yeah and griffin's just like not gonna do it yeah but i'm not he, stupid either <laughs> yeah he goes i'm not you yeah but I'm not stupid either. And cracks him, him, you know, pistol whips him. Yeah. And which then, never knocks the dude out. No. It just makes the dude go, ah, oh, my face. I am defeated. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. And then cut to the police <laughs> have handcuffed him <sighs> and are just pushing him. <laughs> yep. They're just wheeling, wheeling him, him along. <laughs> wheeling him to the police car. While handcuffed. Yeah. To which. And he's just gritted like an asshole. Yeah, he's just too. like, you should have killed me, man, because now I'm going to exact my revenge on you. Mm-hmm. You wait and see. I'm super rich. Yeah. Remember? It's Nobody has awesome. money but me. Yeah. No. <laughs> and Griffin's just like, eh, whatever. And they, he piles into a, into the RV mm-hmm. with Patricia Arquette. And they and decide speed, to go to go to Seattle. Speedbagger. And they're like, let's get out of here. Let, let's go to Oregon or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the kids complaining it's going to be too cold yeah. and it's like you, know. you got her to hang on to. It's like yeah. shut up, you're re- you're the reason for all of this. Yeah, cut back to Gary Lee in mm-hmm. the prison, who is putting the finishing touches on his spray paint decorations. Yep, his but mural. also also saying, "All right, buy all the stock in Oregon." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oregon? Are you sure about that?" And he's to like, his business manager who is sitting at a desk in his jail cell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like. I have a feeling that's where they're going. So mm. buy all the business interests in Oregon. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. No, he said he said for sure that that's where they're yeah, headed. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said the it Pacific was, Northwest. I mean, yeah. he was right. covering the whole area. And then it just cuts to a shot of the RV driving off, and they're just like, nobody knows where we're going. Everything's yeah. cool. He also had a can of spray paint in jail. Yes. And he had a mural on all three walls he, of his jail cell. He owns that jail. Apparently. He's the, he's the deed holder of that Probably jail. Probably the sole proprietor of <laughs> yes. that jail. But yeah, the movie ends with them in the RV like, I guess we're safe. Yeah, Pretty set cool. Set up for the prayer with the ro- Roller Boys 2. Yeah. Rec- Whatever rec- that rec- is. Requiem for the Roller Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> the end. Yeah. It's a dumb ending. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Um, it, it feels like one of those endings that they... It feels like they probably had two endings. They probably should have had like a definitive one and an open-ended mm-hmm. one. But for some reason, they left in the open-ended one. Yeah. Like, maybe now that time has passed, you put the other ending on it where he fucking murders that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, fuck you, roller boy, blam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. The yeah. Movie, uh, no Stargrove. Yeah. Even though it does have a, a Nine Inch Nail song in it. Yeah. Well, it was 91. Yeah. It's right before he really hit big. Right. It's cheap. Everyone kind of heard it. Yes. I think that was also his old uh, record company took all the money from everything. Oh, right. So they were like, yeah, we'll license that out. Yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. Give me all the money. <laughs> yep. Uh, man, there's one point where I thought that the uh, that Bullwinkle was going to ensign out, but mm-hmm. he never quite goes far enough to do it. No. But it sure, it sure felt close for a minute. Yes. But no, nothing like that. Mm-mm. No. Um, okay, I'll read it. Mm-hmm. All right. It um, 
It's fine. It's good rating. It, it's <laughs> Chuck Fine is not an official BMF cast rating. This movie fine. It, it's fine. It's one of those movies that, as it goes along, you realize that it's just competent enough to not be fun in a bad way mm-hmm. because it has just enough of a clue. You know, I think people lump this into being a bad movie because it's kind of low budget and it's kind of ridiculous. The the, mm-hmm. the premise is never sufficiently explained, but I don't know the 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 if you just breeze by the premise as the movie does and just go with it it's you know it's not bad i give it credit for for mark pellegrino and that entire scene yes uh being just the best thing in this movie and also just the ridiculous formations and shit all the organization that Mm -hmm. this roller boys nonsense does um is kind of visually interesting in a really stupid way um so i'm gonna give it two jocks i i think it's it's not really one of those that you're gonna watch and and show other people and stuff like that but i think it's good for a viewing um yeah it's it's one of those things where you can look at and go well that's not like pretty much anything else except point break yeah like we were saying it's the it's the genesis of point break basically so genesis (laughs) yes yeah well i mean point break has obviously you know, it's got the real actors, but it has the bonus of being kind of like, is Keanu Reeves just going to flip entirely? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas this, there's no doubt, like he's never going to flip. No, yeah. Corey like, there's never no going to the dark tension side. in it whatsoever, which no. is why it doesn't quite work mm-hmm. and why Point Break works better, you know, because they understood that by the time they wrote that in. They were like, well, yeah, gee, I guess you can't make them white supremacist assholes and, yeah, you know. Have them have a cause, maybe, kind of? Yeah. Eh. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and that's obviously what you how you fix it, yes. you know, is you make them better people that aren't just utter pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. You make them flawed pieces of shit. But this movie doesn't quite get that part. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was I hate to say it was sitting in bags territory for a long time for me, but then that scene in the in the cook lab came up and I was like, "All right, yeah, you got me back on board." And then there's just a lot of dumb stuff like they handle the chase sequence a lot better at the end mm-hmm. than they did early on, like when he had to grab the badge and get through that whole thing, yeah. like that stuff's handled a lot better. So I'm going to, I'm going what? Well, uh, before you give Go it away, ahead. that, that chase thing at the end did have one moment where, uh, Gary Lee is shooting at him and he hits a canister in this field of canisters and they oh, slow yeah. the film down and they dub in Corey Haim just going, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> as he tumbles out of the mm-hmm. way of this explosion. Yeah, um, I believe it was actually a god damn. Okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yes. still. Yep. It was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I can only go two jocks. Mm-hmm. It redeems itself in the third act, but the first two are kind of like, eh, I can kind of see where everything's going here. And that's never really that much fun, but I appreciate that there's nobody who's acting in this. That's like, not nah, fuck this thing. Yeah. Like everyone's on board. Even Speedbagger has like his Oscar speech at one point when he's mm-hmm. telling him not to, you know, to be true to himself and all that. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, there, there's nobody who's just like, nah, fuck this. I know this is terrible. Yeah. You know, everyone is on board with their parts, but it's still, it's only like two jocks. And like you said, I think it only gets one watch. Like I couldn't see rewatching this one and enjoying it as much no. in any way. No. Yeah. I'd watch gifts of that formation. <laughs> of yeah. them skating around. Yes. <laughs> that needs somehow you need to, to make a, you know, a looping gif of. So it's constantly. The yeah. Sway. So it's just the, <laughs> the sway of the guys back and forth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one suffers from what it seems like a lot of these uh, of this era suffer from, which is like they, 
they kind of muddy up the second half with with boring garbage. Um, there's a there's a they build a world really quick and get us into what's going on. Um, we have to spend forty minutes uh, slogging through either procedural or um, or you know boring life things with our with our cast, and then there's something cool to end it. Um, unfortunately, like that that slog in the middle really kills you know kills the momentum of a lot of these movies and you you just can't quite pick it up at the end um unless you have like a thousand explosions <laughs> and this one only had like two uh so i think this one only gets a single jocks from me um i don't know that i would watch it again but i would definitely want to watch some scenes from it again um anything involving the roller boys in formation mm-hmm. um yeah some of the some of the skating stuff some of the uh, maybe the chase from the end i kind of like the way that you know the start and stop of that chase uh and then the 619 to kind of finish it off <laughs> um there are good points i would watch like i said i would watch some things uh about this movie again but it just gets one jocks from me okay yeah um yeah, pretty much all all that. I it's like this movie gets by in the beginning by the ridiculousness of the premise and trying to kind of figure out what's going on in the world. Yeah, and then it settles in and kind of like this world never seems fucked up enough to be as fucked up as as they keep saying it is. So they're just kind of mm-hmm. going around doing standard street gang stuff that could be from any time point like they never really play into this whole i wouldn't say post-apocalyptic but this post-crisis whatever thing you know america's now a third world country bullshit thing right so like they just never really like play into that other than you know the white supremacy skater dudes um so like the entire second half just kind of betrays that cool setup and then you have to like wait till the end to get all the fun stuff like being locked in the meth lab with you know pellegrino and Mm -hmm. and all, all of the explosions and whatnot that happened mm-hmm. in the end so yeah i think i'm gonna uh, echo the one jock sentiment um because this is this is very much a bags movie up into that point and it just kind of manages to i think barely claw its way up back up to that it's just because i mean you set up this kind of interesting world and then just betray it for like a good 30 45 minutes mm-hmm. yeah and then you know it's like then it comes back around to being kind of fun never really yeah, you know, there still seems like almost no reason, except for the you know the ludicrousness of this, for it to even be that uh, big of a setup. Like, just have them be some skateboarding punks because it doesn't seem like anything they're doing really needs to be in this world that they've crafted, except for the fact that it's like, well, okay, that may be, maybe seems slightly less dumb if we've set it in this, you know, this post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in all the ways like roller boogie made roller skating seem awesome. Mm-hmm. This makes rollers blading seem like it sucks. A little you bit, know? yeah. Yeah. It just there's nothing really exciting about it. You know, it's yeah. Rollerblading just kind of exists. It's yeah. not like it's the cool thing. And they're mm. the, they're the only ones doing it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like everyone's rollerblading. Yeah. That's the pro- with the so- society didn't become everyone's on rollerblades. Mm-hmm. Right. And then these are the Man. elite rollerblades. Could you imagine? Y- yes. <laughs> but yeah. well, okay, so one other thing I want to point out is towards the end, mm-hmm. like there's that whole time where he's locked up in the in the mobile meth lab 
or mist lab. Um, and he just, you know, he and Bella Green are just in there on feet. You know, they're not wearing skates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as they come out, he's bothered to put his skates on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially, just to set up this the chase that he didn't even know was coming. So, right. if you're one of those people that's like, "Well, wait, why?" Like, yeah. there's going to be several things like that in this movie that just break your brain because it's like they didn't have any through line for this. It was just like, "Oh, suddenly he's wearing his skates." Yeah. So that this can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, if he just had his skates on all the time, or if it was like future skates, boop boop, you know, hit a button and they just yeah. pop out of shoes. Yes. You know, something like that. I'm waiting wheelies. For that. Yeah. I I just I, as as a movie being a test run for Point Break. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Sure. Like if you want to work out all your your dumb kinks and then all of a sudden you get Point Break, all right. Yep. Sure. <laughs> totally okay with that. Yeah, but then you can just go watch Point Break instead of this. I'm gonna do that okay. here real soon. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Sure. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Second half. Yeah, half Second number half. two. Um, so I saw a movie. <laughs> I actually saw a couple movies. You've but always I mean, seen a movie. That's saw... why we bring you on the show. Yeah, thanks. Um, also, it's my house. Yeah, uh, that too. <laughs> and your equipment. Uh, okay, you pay for the hosting. Well, not no, anymore. No, no, I don't. <laughs> it's in your name, damn it. Um, I saw uh, Neighbors Two. Oh yeah. Uh, a movie that I forgot call, came out. Neighbors yeah. 2, colon, Sorority Row, I think. Sorority Rising. Rising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, I I mean, Neighbors Neighbors was fine. I was like, I, I had a few laughs out of Neighbors. I was like, I'll, I'll watch the, I'll watch the sequel. Let's see if it's any good. Um, It's weird because I, I seem to remember Neighbors. Maybe I, I don't remember the ending of Neighbors like I thought I did because I thought they kind of at the end kind of came together and went. All right, yeah, we were both kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah, he met him at the, like, working outside the store with his shirt off. Right, well... And then, yeah. This one kind of this one kind of begins and, like, I, I don't know if, like, time has passed and he's realized, you know... Because basically, Zac Efron has, like, a criminal record now, you know? So, like, he can't get employed and some time has passed and, mm. you know, you know, he's just kind of, like, not living a great life. Um so he's kind of got some animosity towards him again. So it, it kind of starts up that. And then, you know, this, the movie's kind of strange because it sends a lot of different messages. At, at, like, I felt like the first one did too, but um, like the, the first messages are pretty funny because, you know, you've got the, um, the ragtag girls that decide to start their own sorority because mm-hmm. they realize how shitty the, the basic sororities and frats are how it's just like a rape machine. Like they go to this party and it's just like, Oh yeah, this sucks. Let's get the fuck out of here because Mm -hmm. like, this is, this is awful. This, this culture is awful and we're going to start our own and, you know, just have our own parties and do our own thing and not have all, you know, associate with that culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course, because it is the kind of movie it, it, it becomes the same kind of like doubling down on, on awfulness thing that the first one did. But there, there are a couple jokes in the, the movie that completely make the entire thing worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of offhanded, nervous things that are said that are just riotously funny if you have a sick sense of humor, which I do. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, comedies are really hard to talk about because yeah, all you, you want don't want to spoil. Yeah, jokes. you don't want to spoil jokes, and you know, I don't if plot such as it is. I don't necessarily want to say it. I will say like this movie's not going to. Ch- if you were lukewarm or mildly indifferent on the first one, this one's not going to change your mind. Um, you kind of had to be on board at least somewhat with the first one to get any entertainment out of this. It's not like well, the sequels are like well, the first one was meh, but this one's yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know. Like I would, I would almost say, I would almost say that, like from last week, if you didn't like the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's a chance you might actually like the second one, just because it's like, fuck yeah, let's do the '90s cartoon, like mm-hmm. whatever, we don't care, you know, just fucking let's do the pizza van with the manhole cover shooting on the front, why not? Yeah. Um, this one is kind of a more of the same sequel. It's not, it's not changing the game that dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's about all I have to say about it. Okay. Yeah. Just more of the same, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, with a couple of exceptions, like there's, there's, there's some funny people that show up here and there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I almost don't want to spoil I like your new ratings. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil a couple of people that pop up in it just because it's like, oh, hey, you know, sure. you're in this. Yeah. No. Not like cameo bullshit. Just like, oh, hey, funny person doing funny thing. Uh huh. All right, then. So that's a mild yeah, recommendation. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. Like I said, there's a couple of lines that really made me laugh hard. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. <laughs> well, I will one day maybe watch it when it shows up on <laughs> Netflix. Okay. <laughs> You're probably better off for that. I'd watch it when it hits cable. I, I yeah. found enjoyment in the first film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing. I'll, I mean... I want, like I said, I, I was kind of rewatching some other movies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever, this might not necessarily a full on topic, but I, you ever like kind of watch what you think is a very standard cookie cutter movie. And then you notice something in the movie and you're like, wow, that's actually, that's like a much smarter shot than, than belongs in this movie. Yes. Um, cause I, I was rewatching, um, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, which is, is a good, it's a fine, it's a fine little movie, but there is one shot in that movie that I just never really saw as, kind of brilliant as it is um look the movie's like eight years old now it's not completely spoilery he, he, the movie's about him uh, michael Sarah like getting over a girlfriend and meeting mm-hmm. this other girl and there's this point where the ex-girlfriend comes back in the picture and is like doing this whole thing and like kisses his window so he's got he's like driving down the road and he's got this lipstick like right where his face is and it's just kind of like kind of fits with the character and everything but he like just hits the windshield wipers and the and the water comes up and it just kind of like dissolves it like right in front of his face and it, it's just like it's this wonderful shot of just like yeah forget that shit you know mm-hmm. it, I, I like i said it was just one of those things that like struck me i was like wow that's like a, a really well composed shot and it's also like it's got a rack focus go, going on too it's just <laughs> yeah. it's like i said i was just watching this movie i was like wow that's a that's a really good shot what is a rack focus um were you no, like, no sorry i was making a bad joke never mind uh, skip it okay i was gonna explain it <laughs> i know <laughs> take it frame by frame it have you jumping i'll shout and say it okay that's all <laughs> that was just a weird little side yeah. tangent of another movie i watched I yeah just... whenever that stuff comes up i'm always like man i always wonder if like okay before they even made the movie they had that shot in mind kind of yeah or like, like how did this get past the focus testing process we're like oh that's stupid get rid of that because yeah. whenever I think of anything original or fun in a movie, then I'm like, man, I'm surprised they did that. I'm like, man, surprised the focus testing group didn't force them to get rid of that. 
Yeah. Because movies suck now. Yeah. Speaking of movies. All right. You want an email about a movie that we just watched? I do. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, this one's from David, who, thanks to being a Patreon contributor, knows what movie we're going to watch each week. Why are you looking yeah. at me? <laughs> I'm just... I'm not a Patreon contributor. <laughs> I'm a recipient. Yeah. So am I. And also the president. No. Oh. Mr. Oh, president. Wow. You just promoted yourself, I see. Well, then. We're all presidents <laughs> of the oh. United States of America. <laughs> all right. If you say so. Anyway, David I think says, so. David says, hello, BAMFCAST. Hello. I, re- I recently watched Prayer of the Roller Boys. Huh. Oh, hmm. what a strange so coincidence, we. David. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh. Says, to me, it's a three jocks movie simply because everyone except Speedbagger is a flaming asshole. <laughs> also, the fact that the beginning makes it seem like the Roller Boys are underdog rebels, Gary Lee taking on the, talking on the TV screens. But later we discover they are titans of industry with reach and a fucked up ultimate goal for a bunch of teens. How did they get this power? Where's my Roller Boys 2, Rise of Gary Lee? But it does create a cool dystopian future and can get pretty dark and has Nine Inch Nails on the soundtrack. But I do have a question. Are there any Bamfcast movies that you think it would be cool to see a prequel to, like Ninja Busters or Deadly Prey? If you have already answered this question, my bad. We have not. Crash and Burn, David, sent from my Mist Mobile. Mist, mm. get it? I, I do. Yeah. It's the drug that was in uh-huh. the Roller Boys. <laughs> One Mist call. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Um, a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mike Danton in Vietnam would be fun. Yeah. Where he's learned all what? this. For what, Jocks? Yeah. The, I wanna, the world building part of that, like how they got to that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see like the, the, the Mark one. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see like the, you know, 15 years of fighting, fighting robots. Well, okay, I do, but, um, mm-hmm. but I want to see like them building and testing them and like the first, you know, the first pair of robots to go to battle, yeah. you know, that and also can the, actually go to battle. And also the discussion that led to, how do we stop all wars? Mm-hmm. Well, we robots. just fight with giant yeah. robots. <laughs> Sneaky Japanese robots. Yeah. I, I would watch just that debate, like in Parliament or whatever. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> exactly. Well, someone, you know, what was that? We watched that one movie where the, 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 oh, was that David A. Pryor movie where the, the, all the world powers came together in that summit and they just decided... Oh, the final sanction. Yeah, where they were just like, okay, these two guys will fight and that'll solve this <laughs> this crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want that, but with the robot people explaining like, well, our robot could do this. and So... Yeah, like Dragon Fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Send get, them out. get the world that led to Dragon Fight. Yeah. Um, I would, I would be stoked to watch like a prequel Pacific Rim, but on the other Jaeger's you know, the ones that just got went out mm-hmm. like chumps in, in that movie, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they introduce all those cool characters and you spend no time with them. I would totally just watch like a spinoff of each of them, like mm-hmm. how they got to the final battle. But, I mean, I suppose we'll call it a BAMFCAST movie. I mean, it's a BAMFCAST yeah. movie. <laughs> they have such great names to like, like, can you just imagine Crimson Typhoon Origins? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, <laughs> totally. um. Cherno Alpha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cherno Alpha Origins, yeah. All that. Striker Eureka, Striker Eureka <laughs> Origins. Just yeah. doing this off my head. That's mm-hmm. sad. Thank you. Um, yeah. What? Why am I now blanking on the name of the movie? But the um, shit, your place guy. Is that Magic, oh, magic, magic Cop? Cop? <laughs> I almost said Magic Cop, and I was like, eh, I need to fact check that. But like, I would. I would like to see him training with somebody who's obviously more salty than him because it seems like, uh, you know, it's just like whenever you have somebody that's like that, it means it means like the the person that trained them was probably even worse. 
Mm-hmm. So like, I would like to see young Magic Cop training with like an even saltier, you know, sensei or whatever. I think you're in luck because uh, Magic Cop was like four. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's that, a lot of Magic Cop going there on. There was a series. So, oh, okay then. Yeah, that was just the one that got dubbed Magic <laughs> Cop. <laughs> and so you shall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I'd want to revisit that those worlds, but I don't necessarily, if there's anywhere, I'm like, yeah, we need to see what happened beforehand. Oh, I'd like to see the uh, prequel to Weekend at Bernie's 2. You did. I bet you can. Oh. We watched it. Oh, is it now available for free? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, they made one of those, and oh, yeah. we watched it. Ugh. <laughs> sure did. I believe um, I called that movie culturally important somehow. Yeah. I, I came up with a reason why Weekend at Birdies was culturally important. I don't remember. That was like a month ago. Yeah, you did. You made an argument for why. Because it established in- the world of leading a zombie guy around. Mm, no, it doesn't establish no, any of that it world. It wasn't that, but Pretending it was... Pretending your boss is still alive. Something about the world of cinema was never the same after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I waxed philosophical about... I would like birth. a shot. Was it And May God May Have... Uh, Man, you know what man, man. And may God have mercy on your souls, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Or I, I am become the, death I, I destroyer. That was the new commandment. God, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd like a Shockma prequel where they're just LARPing through that building. And there's no, there's <laughs> no success, Shockma. They have a successful LARPing yep. game. <laughs> I just wanted, I wanted to see how that game worked. Sure. Well, I've got a good one. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a prequel to Willie Dynamite where it doesn't end with him not being the baddest fucking yeah. pimp. Yeah. <laughs> where he just pimps his way to the top. <laughs> like, it, it's like him trying to gain access to the council of pimps. Like, he's got to be, like, the super cool... Yes. You know, so he can get that coke watch and all that mm. stuff. <laughs> just the rise of Willie Dynamite. That would be... Yeah. That would well, be great. Gordon's got some time. Yeah, that's right. He has been let go from the Sesame Street. <laughs> mm. I mean, it wouldn't work... <laughs> You know, well, we could like, you know, Jeff Bridges Tron him <laughs> yeah. back to Willie Dynamite. Yeah, that would well, look great. <laughs> <laughs> samurai Cop. Mm. Well, I, I mean, yeah. we we got another Samurai Cop movie 100 years later. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I could pretty much say that for all the um, black exploitations, except for the Dolomites, because you think about like Trouble Man and Slaughter and stuff like that. It's not like... Th- it's not like they're an origin story mm-hmm. and there was nothing before. It's just like, well, they woke up this day and this is the shit they got to deal with. Yeah. They probably <laughs> had some shit to hood. deal yeah. with on another day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you could totally do a temple of doom type thing with yeah. trouble man. Mm-hmm. just like, he was in a different place and he had to get shit fixed. Yeah. There was other trouble. Yeah, man. There were other adventures <laughs> for the trouble man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see, uh, was it Truck Turner's apartment before it was just the absolute shittiest place ever? Yeah, like the day he got the apartment. (laughs) This is a really nice apartment. I'm going to throw shit everywhere. There's going to be cheeseburgers over here. (laughs) It's going to be gross. And the ladies will love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, all those would work. The the Yafikoto pimp (laughs) story. (laughs) Just his his adventures, him and Uhura having (laughs) rivalries and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Good times. Early days of the Transmorphers? No. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. All right. Could not care less. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Do we have any other correspondence? Nah. We're going to keep it short this week. Okay. Because we know that you have to get up in like four hours. Yeah. It's a few hours. Yep. few. Four. Next week when we have a regular show, BJ. Yeah. How can people send us their letters? 
they don't even have to wait for next week. They can send them now to bmf at bmfcast.com, or they can call into the Garfield phone at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Or, if they'd rather get in touch with us a different way, they can head on over to the website at bmfcast.com and look on the right-hand side for all the buttons that will lead you to all of our fun social things. Mm -hmm. Speaking of fun things, if you have a dollar and want something fun to do with it... (laughs) You can spend it every month at patreon.com slash bmfcast to get our hot extra content for that $1 a month um, mm-hmm. just by being a patron of our arts. <laughs> Again, that's patreon.com slash bmfcast. And uh, we do fun things over there and you can pay for them. It's one of the ways we keep the show on the air and uh, free for mm-hmm. the most part. Um I mean, the regular show is free, but yes. uh, we have a bunch of people who are generously giving us uh, more money than we're worth, and we very much appreciate it. Um, but you can also give us more money than we're worth at patreon.com slash bmfcast. As you should. What <laughs> <laughs> was rousing, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. You know. All right, well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out.